three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of AT Talks. This is episode five. Actually, I lied. This is topic five, episode three. Uh, topic five is undervalued skills. We have Brittany back with chat, and we have a brand newcomer. We have Chad. If you could quickly introduce yourself to the AT Twitterverse, just say something about your I'll start first since uh, I've done this one before. Uh, my name is Brittany Backoffin. I'm the athletic trainer at Chaparral High School in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I am the Nevada representative for AT's Care and the secretary for the Nevada Athletic Trainers Association. Awesome. And uh, this is my first time here, so I appreciate Thomas having me on. My name is Chad Gabbard, I work at St. Vincent Sports Performance here in Indianapolis, and I am our outreach manager, and I'm an, also in charge of our event medical management team. Um, I've been working at St. Vincent for 16 years and been certified for whew, 25 years. Wow. Yeah. Since, since you have all that, all those years of experience, what do you think <laughs> is, a, is an undervalued skill in athletic training? You know, I think especially probably when I started athletic training. Um, my program was an internship program at Butler University and uh, had an awesome opportunity to work with Ralph Reef and get to do a lot of stuff because <laughs> we didn't have a lot of certified athletic trainers at the time. Um, definitely, I think one of undervalue is just communication styles and who you have to communicate on a daily basis. Um, Thomas, I love watching you on Twitter because I know um, I try to tell the young professionals that's coming up, make sure when you're at your school, you know everybody. That includes your janitor. That includes the school nurse. That includes the people that take care of your fields. Because um, if you have those people on your side and you value and appreciate what they do, they're always going to be looking out for you. And I think sometimes um, – and it's hard, I think, when we're in school to, you know, for people to get educated on that. It's, it's, that's a, a nuance that I think you have to pick up when you get out into the profession. But I remember my first job at Fenwick High School was a Catholic boys and girls high school. We had about 30 sports and it was just me. Man, I became so good friends with our, our janitor and he was the best guy because I could just go to him and ask him questions because I didn't really know a lot about the school. Um, and him and I became best friends and looked out for each other. And I think that's a thing that I've really taken with me. And I try to educate at least our new staff that we employ at our place to make sure that you are, that you're getting friendly and you understand all those people, your school that make your school run besides the main people that everybody see. Yeah, ab absolutely. And um, the one thing that I definitely wanted to make sure that uh, that I brought up is one half of that communication part. Um, and I think that's the listening part of it, right? When you're when your patients are talking to you, you know, are you already prepared for an answer before they even are explaining things or how they're feeling or what happens? Like, I think that I and that's one thing I try and, you know, get my students to what is the patient telling you? What are their goals? What's um, are the things that bother them the most, you know, if you can, if you can listen to what their needs are, then it, it makes your job so much easier. And I think going on the other aspect of that too, like the administration side of it, you know, your custodial side of it, you know, I try and, uh, I try and, you know, be as nice to my custodians as possible. And, 
you know, even if, you know, because they're essentially kind of working by themselves and at least at the high school level, you know, in different areas. And, you know, sometimes they just need to vent about their day. Like, oh man, like, you know, I, I had to, you know, unclog like all the toilets in the boys' bathrooms and, you know, they'll sit here and they'll rant for, you know, they, you could sit there hours and hours and hours and rant about their day. And, you know, a lot of times they just need somebody to listen and they just need somebody to, um, to kind of, you know, unload kind of what's been going on in their mind for so long. Um, I think that it's such a valuable skill, um, as, as an athletic trainer, just as a, a professional in general. Um, yeah, I'm going with listening skills. <laughs> yeah. I, I often say on Twitter that, uh, my job is 10% medical and 90% everything else. Because a lot of the times the kids don't need me for, for medical things. They need me for life things. Absolutely. They, um, they, they need a parent. They need a leader. They need a mentor. They need someone to tell them right and wrong. Right. And um, on the listening side, listening is huge because we all have our own vision on what it means to be good at your job. But right. we have to understand what our stakeholders think is us being good at our jobs. Because you can think you're doing great all day long. And then you go talk to an athletic director or maybe a hospital admin or a clinic admin. And they go, well, you are doing these things well, but I would like you to do A, B, and C. And you're like, oh, I never even thought from it from that perspective. So it's huge to listen. I think that's both your points there, I think, also is it's always amazing to me that sometimes we might be our athletes' only person they trust, which um, I know for me and our staff, we try to talk about, you know, I love to win and, you know, winning's great, but our job is to be a healthcare provider. And sometimes that's looking out for the well-being of our kids. And because sometimes we're the only ones doing it, even some of their parents won't look out for their well-being. But yeah. I think to Brittany's point, I love being able to actually, when you're talking to someone, looking at them in the face, listening and not talking over them and waiting for them to finish. And nine times out of 10, that kid or parent or something says, holy cow, I can't believe Brittany just sat there, listened to me and I had diarrhea of the mouth, but I let it right. all come out. And Brittany said, hey, now we're gonna get this better. Here's what we're gonna do. I appreciate you being honest and open. And now here's how we move forward. Because a lot of those kids, nobody ever does that for them, which right. is sad. And right. I think good athletic trainers, to your point, Brittany, we have to be good listeners because that's how we start the process of everything that we're doing. Absolutely. And I, and it, you know, and it's not just the patients too. I, I always do this exercise with my, um, with my athletic training students, especially in the because um, we we always travel um, to games with football um, and usually our soccer team does pretty well so they end up going to the playoffs so we'll end up traveling with them but I always tell my I always tell my students to watch how the coaches interact with the with the athletes like and to see that dynamic between the two right you can kind of tell how a game is going to go and how things are going to unfold based on how the coaches interact with the players and you know it's it's really interesting to kind of see that that team dynamic um 
on different levels and with different uh, with different teams. And I, I 100% that communication is that communication and the listening part of it, both sides is so important, especially in the heat of a moment of a game, right? Like somebody <laughs> gets an interception, you know, somebody misses like a big save, like, you know, watching, um, watching coaches model how they interact with their students and seeing how we kind of like fit into that is so important. I think, you know, if, if you're talking about undervaluing, undervaluing skills, I think just in general, it's essentially anything you can't put on a resume, right? You know, you can, you can get, uh, you know, you can have all these jobs and all these things, but, you know, and when it comes down to it, it's, it's all about, you in the clinic and you know what you decide to do on any given day how you decide to interact with people and that's stuff you can't put on a resume and only things that you can learn about somebody you know in an interview so um i think my my blanket one is yeah anything you can't put on your can't put on your resume (laughs) (laughs) i think too thomas i think one two is at least i do this all the time um which I love hiring new grads because I know they're way smarter than me, Um, (laughs) but is telling the athlete, you know, there's going to be times you're going to probably have to say something to me. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know the answer. And I think being honest and open with the athletes that sometimes we don't know, but we're going to find the person that can help us get to that answer I think you get the trust of that athlete and that parent and that coach quicker than, well, I'm just going to say some fancy words here and make some really big words to make them think I know what I'm talking about. Cause I remember when I was student athletic trainer at Butler and like I said, we got to do a lot of stuff and I was traveling with our baseball team and there'd be times you'd sit in the hotel and you're like, I think this is what it is, but, I don't know when I've got my hop and fell book out and I'm looking through all this stuff <laughs> and I'm like, all right, when we get to the field, we're going to go over the certified on the other side and I'm going to have them help me because this one's stumping me. I just haven't had that experience. And I think that has taught me a lot of being open and honest in those situations where, Hey, I don't know this, but I'm going to find somebody that does and they're going to help me find out your problem and then help me guide me to get you better on the field. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's really important for young professionals to understand that there, there's a lot of stuff we don't know. And with five, 10 years of experience, there's going to still be a lot of stuff we don't know. And, and I don't know if we're just young and we have, we feel like we have everything to prove or we don't want to come off as if we don't know. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I know everything. So hire me, please. I need a job compared <laughs> to like, yeah, I'm not always right. And I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to grow. Um, I think growth is undervalued. A lot of people get in their comfort zones and, you know, I've been doing it like this for so for X amount of time and it feels good. It's getting easier. I'm getting comfortable. And then you get challenged and you're like, I don't want to be challenged. I don't want to grow. I think think that's the the best part about having athletic training students is like, you know, you, you can catch yourself sometimes getting in that, uh, that routine and they say, why'd you do that? And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I've been doing it for a while and it seems to work out pretty well so far for me. And, uh, <laughs> that's just kind of how it's done. This is the, this is why I think it's happening, but not hundred percent sure. And I always tell them like, you know, this is a, if you're interested in research, that's a great thing you can, uh, you can research for us and uh, maybe give us a little bit more information. <laughs> 
I think that's a great – that's a, both your points because I know, holy cow, every day the place that I work at, we have some really, really talented people that I probably bug too much because I'm always trying to pick their brains and say, okay, I know you're doing this hip evaluation. Why are you looking at that? I would have never thought of that. Tell me your reasoning. and. The thing I love about our profession is every athletic trainer that I've ever come across, I've never had one person say, hey, I can't tell you that. It's my secret. Or right. I think we're all sharing individuals because we all understand what we're trying to do and trying to accomplish. Um, so I always love to interact. Like talking with you two and interacting with other athletic trainers is always a great thing for me because it makes me better at what I do because I get to listen and hear your experiences. And now I have some resources that I can reach out to and heck man, we always travel, right? And there's places I'm like, Ooh, I know Brittany's in Vegas. I'm going to reach out to her and I'm going to come watch her do <laughs> what she does or come up and watch Thomas, what he does up in the Northern part of the state. So it's always fun to, have connections to make me better at what I do. Absolutely. I'm going to go on the opposite part of that. I think another uh, valuable tool that a lot of athletic trainers talk about, especially in the high school setting, uh, is the ability to tell somebody no. You know, if you are like, hey, you know, it's Saturday. I know that, you know, you know, you don't want to come in, but, you know, our team is practicing. We just found out we were going to do it, you know, a couple hours ago. You know, can you come in? I'm like, no, Sunday is my day off. I need to recover mentally, physically, you know. I need to see people who are not work people. I need to get out of my work environment. You know, I think that ability to say no, um, especially at the high school level, is becoming more and more important. Um, to uh to that to manage that work-life balance for us totally agree with that i know like my my job of overseeing our staff and things like that that's one thing that um especially thomas i know you just in indiana now is you know the sports are pretty much full go 12 months out of the year there's no well football season goes football gets over and then we don't see them until next July. That's not the case anymore. And finding that balance of it's okay to say no. And um, especially on those occasions when, you know, to Brittany's point, Hey man, we just figured out we're going to practice today. Well, sorry, I've made these plans and I've had this stuff. And you know what the great thing is? Everybody knows the EAP. If something happens, you can always call 911. Yeah. <laughs> Lack of of preparation on their part does not constitute an emergency on ours. Amen, sister, to that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So so if you're listening to the chat, he gave uh, three great pieces of information. And he started with networking, know your people at your school. And then he went with networking, know the athletic trainers around you so you can build something. If you have questions, you can go to them and you can talk to them. And then the last thing you just said, which I can't think of right now, but I heard it. Would <laughs> <We> just <laughs> say no? It's okay to say no, guys. That's cool. That's great. You know. Um, and every and like everyone knows the EAP because you've worked with those individuals. You've put that time down. You've practiced. You've rehearsed it. You have it written down. It's like just basic things. But 
they add up to be so much greater than than basic. Right. So exactly. I think that's that's all great. Is there anything else you guys want to add? Any other things pop up in your head? If we do, I'll let you know on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm always available on Twitter. Well, I appreciate the two of you coming out, and I hope this was fun for you, Chad. And Brittany, thanks for coming. Oh, my back. gosh. I would All love to do this again, and I appreciate you guys taking, <laughs> as we just talked about, taking a part of your Sunday to do this. I really appreciate it, and I, I value, um, you know, what you guys do. And, Thomas, I really appreciate this because it's nice to see and get a listen to other athletic trainers that, you know, I can pull from and things like that. So I appreciate you doing this and Brittany, good luck out in Vegas and uh, keep pushing warm weather towards us in Indiana, please. I'll try. I'll try my hey, best. The warm weather, it's coming. It'll be here soon. <laughs> It'll be here soon. Hey, if you have any other friends, colleagues that have, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years of experience and would like to do this, please let them know because the majority of individuals on here are young professionals with five years or less experience. Yeah. It's very hard to get uh, the opinions of those who are seasoned or veterans. And, uh, well, I love this because I don't have all the answers, but I can tell you what I've done in my career. And I like to listen to you guys because, like I said, you guys re-energize me and recharge my batteries, which that's always a good thing for me, too. Absolutely. 100 percent. Right, well, you, you two have a great rest of your Sunday and have a good week. We just finished all of our sports. Men's basketball is over for us. Yeah. We lost. So we're transitioning into track and field and softball and baseball. So I get a few weeks downtime. It's that, it's that bittersweet, uh, like you really hope your team wins because you love your guys <laughs> and you love your coaches and then they lose and you say, oh, yeah. darn. Darn, I get a Saturday off now. Ooh. Right. No, no, Saturday's <laughs> off. What do I do with myself? <laughs> right. Well, have a great rest of your weekend. Have a good weekend, guys. You too, guys. Take Bye. care.